justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday morning. It was a beautiful weekend. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I felt like I've spent too long away from uh, all of my adoring listeners, all seven of you guys out there and gals. Um, I'm just joking. There's more than that, I think, maybe. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Monday morning, listen, actually kind of in a good mood today, a little bit, just a a tiny bit in a good mood. We lost to the Clippers yesterday. I don't believe in uh, moral victories, however... Uh, if there, if if I did believe in moral victories, yesterday is is one of those. Um, yeah, it was an L. Uh, yeah, we lost, um, but we didn't roll over, which makes me happy because considering how we've been playing on the road all season, I uh, kind of expected it, and I'm st- starting to notice a, a clear trend. I mean, starting to notice is not true. This has been the case since last year, and I just think it's the, the case still now. And I, I don't know if this is a coaching staff thing or, or what. We just play up and play down to our competition. That's how we blow out the Bucks on Christmas Day. Um, and then how we get blown out by the Cavaliers, right, is we just we, we play up and we play down to our competition, respectively. So, um, uh, And yesterday was no, was no different. Um, to get the negative out the way, Al Horford is still just not good. Uh, he, he didn't have a terrible game yesterday, so I don't want to completely – crap on him but he just is a he's just a complete non-factor in the post um doesn't really play good defense he made one really really good play a uh, one really great defensive play down the stretch on on Montrez where he just straight up blocked him but otherwise Montrez feasted on him pretty much the entire night uh the entire day um and then ended up fouling him out you know what I mean like so Horford really doesn't offer much he definitely doesn't offer he, he he will never ever 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 come close to making up to that contract um, the more I watch him, the more I just think he's washed. I, he may not be washed, but you know, anybody who plays basketball knows how, how much confidence plays. Everyone has the talent, especially when we're talking about the NBA, right? Everyone has the skill level. Everyone has a talent level, um, up there. You know, if you saw Al Horford playing at LA fitness, he would, he'd be out there Kyrie Irving crossing people, just dunking all over people, just trashing everybody. You know, it, it'd be a, like a very clear difference. He's an NBA player. But confidence, so, so therefore confidence is like literally like 70% of everything. You know what I mean? Once you start playing with confidence, like how look at Ben over the last two months, um, believing in his, his free throw shooting. You know, all of a sudden playing with confidence, getting to the rim um, relentlessly because he's confident. It, talk about confidence. Shake Milton, our man Shake. Like what a segue to, to my man Shake, who believes in himself. He believes it now. That was the, the message I sent to, to my friend uh last yesterday during the game. He's starting to believe it. You know what I mean? You can see it. He believes he belongs out there. He believes that he can score on Kai on 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 um I'm sorry, on Kawhi and Paul George. He believes that Patrick Beverly can't stand in front of him. And he damn sure looked right. Listen, he's not going to be shooting threes like this, all right? He, he's, he finished with 39. Don't expect him to score 39 against the season. He may not score 30 against the, uh, again this season. But um, but the way he's playing, it makes me believe it's sustainable. You see, when Furkan went off, and I mentioned this on the other podcast, when Furkan went off, you know, it was just ridiculous three-pointers. It's just like he's not Klay Thompson. He didn't just turn into Klay Thompson all of a sudden overnight. This is going to stop. You know what I mean? We needed the midpoint of him. You know what I mean? That's what we're looking for is the midpoint. But and, and for for Shake though, he's hitting a lot of open three pointers. Some of them contested, some of them deep. But he's hitting a he he's 
he's shown the ability to hit deep three pointers. So I, I I don't know if that's even flukish. The contested ones are not going to continue. Uh, but coming off a screen and popping a wide open one, he's showing the ability to hit that three pointer. So that's I I would say that's probably going to be the case. He finishes around the rim um, exceptionally well. Like he 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 yammed all over Patrick Beverly yesterday, right? But um, normally he finishes below the rim. And so he's doing that thing where he like is almost just gliding, uh, kind of like James Harden-esque, where he glides uh, around the rim and, and just kind of gets it right on the cylinder and and it just drops in. Um, and he's showing that ability to do that, good handle, uh, a knack for getting steals. Um, is confident. And you know, my favorite thing about Shake, two, two, two things that I noticed last night about Shake that I really, really, really liked. One, he's talkative on the court. You know what I mean? He's talkative on the court. So he's coaching out there. He's a point guard. He's being a point guard. You know what I mean? Which is which is nice to see. It's, it's nice to see. He's out there talking on the court. And two, he doesn't ever, he's drilling these three-pointers. I only saw him celebrate once yesterday. That's a career night. 39? Are you kidding me? If 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 um James Harden was shooting threes like that, you you would see some good striding and shit talking. You know what I mean? LeBron hit that many three-pointers. He'd fucking pound his chest until his chest came out of his back. He'd pound his fucking heart out, out of his Lakers jersey if he was hitting three-pointers like that one game. So I think it's really, really cool to see um, him be very, very uh, just present in the moment, just just real present to mind. He knows we're not winning. You know what I mean? That's what he cared about. They took him out in the third quarter. You know what I mean? Credit to the Clippers who, who completely, they had him the one, one for four shooting in the third. And then Shake just stayed with it in the fourth and showed up again. I mean, big time. You know what I mean? Shake, Shake was arguably our best player yesterday. And, and Toby, Toby is, is finding his role. All right. Toby's finding his role. Toby can't be the best player. He can't be the main scorer. You know what I mean? Toby's best role is the hit open threes, get us a basket around the rim, exploit mismatches. Right, exploit a mismatch, hit the open three, and play good defense. Exactly what he did yesterday. Uh, now he did force a couple shots when we needed shots down the stretch. I mean, listen, here's the thing about the Clippers. The Clippers are there's a reason why they're championship contenders, right? Because there was a point in that third quarter where they said, "Okay, you guys are not going to score anymore. All right, you're done scoring for a while," and they just stopped it. They just stopped us. From, <laughs> just stopped us from scoring. You know what I mean? There's a point where they just are going to decide that with Patrick Beverly, with just their lineups. Credit to the Reggie Jackson thing. I didn't like Reggie Jackson signing. but the, the So here's the thing with Reggie. Reggie didn't know that his best role was always what he was doing on the Thunder, be the backup point guard. Now, the reports came out that Reggie didn't get along with Russ and KD. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe it's hard to get along with those guys. Uh possibly, you know, just seeing some how things have played out over the last couple of years, you would maybe question if it's easy to get along with them. But um, he, you know, he didn't get along with them. That's why they traded him to Detroit. And I think when he got to Detroit, he learned how difficult it is to be the starting point guard uh, of your own basketball team and to 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 want to be the best player on that team. Yeah, man. Reality fucking sucks, doesn't it? Reality bites, my friend. You know, what I mean, it's not easy. So now he's back in his in the role that he's always belonged belonged in. And watching him last night, he just he looked like he had better uh, better body language, look better than he's looked in years past. You know what I mean? He's always been a, a plus defender. 
Um, ability to get to the rim, can shoot sometimes here and there. So, you know, kind of like Dennis Schroeder, even, you know, they're both busted. Um, and, you know, they kind of play alike. So, yeah. Um, so, so and that that's the whole thing. So, you know, I didn't believe in the Reggie signing. I didn't really quite see it. You know, whose minutes was he going to take yesterday? It looked like he took Landry's minutes down the stretch. Um, but, you know, played well, kind of really gave Shake some problems. And they, they just, as a team, say, nah, you're not going to score anymore. And there was nothing we could do. We lost Josh early. Um, not that Josh was doing a whole lot offensively for us, but, you know, he can handle the ball and, you know, he, he keeps the ball moving. Um, but, you know, we lost him early um, and we still we still fought. We were fighting down the stretch. You know what I mean? We were fighting down the stretch. So uh, credit to these guys. I thought this podcast was going to be a lot different. I was expecting a more, eh, well, we lost, but no biggie. You know, whatever. Not surprised. You know what I mean? As opposed to a podcast where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? A little excitement here. We we, we showed up. We showed out. Al was still trash. But uh, other than that, man, good job, guys. Good job. Furkan played okay. Um can't defend for his for his existence. Um, Matisse played well. Uh, you know, Matisse can't guard Kawhi. No one can. Uh, Kawhi just he, he's just he might as well be like a transformer at this point. He just gets you eight feet from the rim, and there's just nothing you can do. He hit that jump shot. The jump shot he hit on Matisse three times yesterday. I think it was two or three times. He also did the same exact jump shot on Al Horford. Um, and that Horford is trash, but it's still, you know, like Horford is still our outstretched hands are still up there contesting and just Kawhi just doesn't give a shit. So, um, Lou will, I've never seen a more guaranteed two points in my life. Uh, Lou will is one of the few players, and this is going to be my next segue because Lou will is one of the few players that you could trade him today to the Timberwolves. All right. To Minnesota, to the frigid Minnesota air. And he would score 30 tonight. If you told him. He would score 30 tonight. He'd show up and score 30. Most players struggle when they get traded. That's why skilled players, and this is the case in the NFL too, where you don't typically see skilled players get traded in the NFL, really have a massive impact. Once in a while you do, but most times you don't. Same thing happens in NBA, uh, where you may not necessarily see a player. See, a situation like D'Angelo Russell, for example, gets traded to the Timberwolves and can play well because D'Angelo is a high usage player. And guess what? The Timberwolves have said, here, take the ball. Put the ball in your hands. So yeah, he's gonna find his way. He's gonna be fine. But those other guys who are trying to, who are role players, they're tending to struggle. And Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah, man, you're not really good right now, Glenn. I'm sorry to tell you. You know what I mean? You were talking mad spicy about not knowing your role and your role. Uh, maybe we don't know your role because you you don't know how to shoot anymore and you're not really effective offensively. Started the game. And then got benched in the second half. He, was, he played 13 minutes total. And had two fouls in 13 minutes. So uh, started the first the first half. He did not start the second half. Uh, and in fact, Mike Scott ended up starting the second half over him. Mike Scott, man, Mike played well yesterday. Really happy about Mike Scott. Man, I, I, I tweeted it last night. I'm just happy he found a three-point stroke a little bit, at least for one game. Um, you know, played for the Clippers last year. So maybe has a little affinity for that for that court. Um and, you know, played well. Ended up playing 26 minutes. Alec Burks played too much. Uh, you know, again, green light. Three for seven from three, though. That's that's nice. Five for 13 overall. That's not nice. Uh, again, green light. Light, just just permanent green. As green as money, he, he just, he, he just, 
he he must think everybody is the Incredible Hulk. This is a bad joke, but I don't care. He thinks everyone's the Hulk because he just looks and sees fucking everyone green. Just sees everything green all the time. Um, there was one shot where with 14 seconds left on a shot clock or so, he got himself into, you know, tried to score on Kawhi. God knows why he would try to do that. Um, so he tries to score on Kawhi, gets himself into trouble, ends up, uh, you know, at like six seconds left, ends up, you know, 10 feet from the rim. And I remember thinking, watching this play, there's no question Alec Brooks is about to shoot this. Alec Brooks is going to shoot this shot. No, no matter how bad it is, he's going to pull this shot. And yeah, he shot, he shot a fade away on Kawhi and missed. No surprise there. Um, yeah, Josh Dayton, again, only played 10 minutes, you know, was out early. Al Horford played 29 minutes, got fouled out, one for four from three. Uh, three for uh, four for eleven overall. So he makes one three pointer and then goes three for eight from everywhere else on the floor. Um, eight rebounds, six assists, though. So you know, I, I, again, he didn't play terrible. He's just not it. Um, Toby finished with twenty five, uh, twenty five, four rebounds, four assists. Played good defense. Uh, again, a minus five. Uh, really, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're playing either starters. There, there is no surprise. Uh, Furkan, two for nine. Uh, I, I, he, I don't think his numbers are as bad as they sounded. I thought he played okay. Uh, but he's just, you know, he's regressing. Yeah, he, he's just regressing. Again, um, really, really, we're, we're really hoping that Matisse will grow. He finished with seven points, three for five shooting. Um, was active on defense. I thought he played good defense. Uh, but, you know, you're asking him to defend to defend Kawhi and, you know, yeah, nobody, like nobody can. So, um, so whatever we lost the game. I think Kawhi finished with 30. Um, let's look at Kawhi's number. Yeah. 30 points on 10 for 20 shooting, just in control the whole game, 36 and three, uh, Marcus Morris, uh, didn't do anything. Paul George finished with 24 points, a much better showing than what he had against us. Montrez baked us, um, Lou will bake us, but Lou will bakes everyone, whatever. Reggie Jackson, again, played well, was a plus 10. Uh, yeah, so, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? It, it's a rough game. This is a championship contending team. Um, you're not going to just go on their home court and beat them, especially when you're shorthanded. Um, and especially when you have one hand tied behind your back uh, and his name is Brett Brown. And we're, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Brett right now because I want to talk about some other NBA storylines real quick. Uh, but Brett. There was a quote that came out yesterday that uh, I think it was Brian Seltzer who reported it, that Brett, after the All-Star game, in the same conversation that I'm sure he had with Glenn Robinson, giving everybody what their roles coming up was for the rest of the season, essentially told Shake he was going to be out of the rotation. Now, I'll, ta- I'll give this one caveat to Brett. I don't know how much control Brett has right now on rotations. Brett has not been the coach of any GM outside of Hinky. So he's been on the hot seat pretty much for the last four years. Um, so Alton makes a trade for Alec and Glenn. And you wonder, does that mean that it's implied that Shake has to be out of the lineup because we just accrued these other assets to play? Um, but with that said, that, I'm just going to give that a little caveat. I don't even know if I believe that to be true, though. Uh, I think there is some of that to be true. But how you could tell Shake you're out of the lineup. Shake, when he's played, has been more effective than Furkan. I mean, let's just be real. He's, been, he's a better defender, but better ball handler on the NBA level. Uh, makes a lot of good passes, a lot of good reads. He plays really well. So tell me how Shake is out of the out of the rotation. Um, then at one point yesterday, 
Oh, my God. Again, not to spend too much time. With a minute left in the first half, after Shake has now essentially gone supernova, he is now burning a hole into the ozone. Maybe that's why he took him out, because we need to save, you know, global warming. Global warming is real, y'all. So maybe in his mind, he said, well, we got to cool down Shake because, you know, the the atmosphere fear cannot handle too much more shake hitting three pointers at this level, uh, or the ice caps will forever be melted uh, and boiled to just water. So maybe that's what he was thinking. Got to get shake out. He's getting too hot because with a minute left in the first half, he took him out of the game and put trash Alec Burks in the game. Now I don't have the advanced stats to see what they did in the last minute. I'm pretty sure they outscored us in the last minute. I'm positive they did. Uh, and I don't think we really scored much, but nothing like watching Toby dribble the clock out to fling a bad pass. Toby not being a good passer, mind you. I, we haven't spoke that much about him. He's one of the worst passers. Uh, at the, I think we did mention this. That at the amount of money he makes, he's the worst passer making that much money. Um, flings a bad pass to Alec Burks, who then uh, proceeds to take a terrible shot. Uh, instead of keeping, oh, I don't know, Shake, who is currently b- b- burning down the staple centers, melted the staples uh, of the staples. Every staple inside the center has now melted into liquid metal. Uh, could create a T-1000 uh, via Terminator 2 from all the metal he's melted inside of the staple center. However, for whatever reason, Brett takes him out with a minute left, and so be it. Go figure. Go figure, Brett. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we lost that game. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we got the Lakers tomorrow night. Um, You know, I would expect a similar outcome. Lakers are uh, – we're going to talk about the Lakers in a second, but it's going to be a rough game back in the Stable Center. At least we don't have to travel. That's the important thing. Uh, We get to stay in the same same place, playing the same – you know, in the the same stadium, so it kind of works out for us. Um, not, not too, the the travel days coming up are not bad. What sucks is for me having to stay up super late to watch these games, but, um, I will do that. I will shoulder that cross, uh, for you. Um, so moving on Celtics Rockets, just want to spend a few minutes on a couple games that we watched this weekend. Celtics Rockets, that was Friday night. Um, man, Rockets are legit. Uh, I am not too, too terribly surprised that them going small is working. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's that surprising. I heard Bill Bill Simmons on his latest podcast talking about that nobody knew uh, Cove would be good in the position he's put in. But one, uh, I do remember distinctly. I remember pretty distinctly that we tried him out at the five a few times in a few games, like getting cute with the lineups, like a couple lineup of death situations, put Cove at the five. Um, and he's played for the four multiple times for us. That's what he is. He's a power forward. He's a tweener. He's a power forward. He never had the foot speed to keep up with threes. If you were a Sixers fan, I think you knew that. I, in my opinion, I knew that watching the games. You just knew he couldn't keep up with threes, couldn't keep up with twos. He would do a good job, a serviceable job on those guys, but he just couldn't keep up with those guys. Um, he was a good four. That's exactly what he is, a good, perfect four. Uh, so him being effective at the five is not too terribly surprising to me. What's crazy to me, though, is, and credit to Cove, who's who's showing a level of physicality. Him and P.J. Tucker are showing a level of physicality, along with Russ, who's like a fucking shot, of, uh, just a shot of adrenaline uh, into this team pretty much every game. These guys are showing this level of physicality that, 
they are pushing other teams off their spots. So watching the game, the biggest takeaway I got from that game on Friday night is that Tatum, as great as he's been, and listen, he still scored 30. I think he finished with 32 and 13. Um, but he was he shot nine for 27. And he just couldn't get comfortable. You know what I mean? They just were not gonna let him be comfortable in anything he was gonna do. And 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 this is gonna this is gonna disgust anybody who hates the Celtics. It's gonna disgust me because I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, but it's just the one that the one other example I can think of of when MJ uh, famously kept losing to the Pistons because the Pistons were just out physicaling him. They were just gonna out physical the Bulls, just beat them down. Until and, and just make them inefficient until he got stronger, comes back, and then eliminates them. And that's what's going to have to have to happen with Tatum. That that's what teams are going to do because Tatum has a slight figure. You know what I mean? He's not like if he's playing, he's a three, and he's not thicker than other than, than other three. So it's going to be uh, uh, you know what I mean? Or I guess he plays the two. Him and Jalen play the two, three. You know, they, they, they kind of switch switch off, whatever. But um, he's going to have to get some more muscle on that body, on that frame. Uh, because this is going to be the case that they're dealing with right here. They're just going to guys like and Ru- like Russ. You, Russ is not an easy one. Russ is a good defender. When he's locked in, it's really really fucking difficult to score on Russell Westbrook. Doesn't matter if you have a size advantage on him. If you're taller than him, he's just a a very strong, athletic, tenacious defender. So um, and listen, you know I'm not the biggest Russ fan. I've shit on him, but I'm about to I'm about to gas him up all the way up because Russ deserves all the credit. He is the player of the week last year, probably uh, the, of last week. Probably the player of the month of, of February, if we're being honest, um, went absolutely bonkers. I think he's averaging like 32, 8, and 7, uh, shooting a, a high percentage, not shooting as many threes, getting to the rim. Um, teams are – what's crazy to me about Russ, it, it, like this is the blueprint for Ben. I don't know if Ben will ever be able to do this because Russ is like – his quickness is elite. But when guys defend him at 10 feet, somehow Russ still explodes by them. You know what I mean? Like players are like a guy like James Harden, for example, is relying on you to step out to 30 feet to guard him so that he can get you on his hip and then finish at the rim. Russ, you can guard him two feet from the basket and he's still going to beat you to the basket. You know what I mean? Just this explosiveness. And he's just, man, he gets, you know, gets to that 10 feet spot, pulls up and hits that banker, backs down smaller guards. Um, He's playing out of his mind, man. He's playing out of his mind. And as a teammate, I've never thought Russ was a bad teammate. I, you know, Russ, he can be an asshole to everyone outside of his teammates. You know, to the we know. I mean, we've seen it to the fans, to to fans at other arenas, to uh, to to you know, just any any reporter that has any question. Hey, Russ, how are you doing today? Why don't you mind your business? You, whatever. Okay, sure, Russ. Just was wondering if you were okay today. Um, but then. But to his teammates, it has always seemed ultra supportive of his teammates, and is is really showing on the Rockets because because James to me is looking more and more and more like an asshole a little bit from the video last year to him and Chris Paul, which I think a lot of people discounted because Chris Paul might be an asshole sometimes. Um, but like in the Celtics game, there was twice that 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 James Harden kind of snaps on Russ once. Because Russ is not moving on offense, which is, you know, a little surprising because James Harden doesn't move on offense um, when he doesn't have the ball. So Russ is standing at the elbow three-point spot, and his guy starts shading over on James. Now, James is right. Russ needs to cut across the lane 
um, cut to the basket across the lane and get to the other side. Uh, but he just he just never moves. Um, and so James yells at him. Russ, you know, credit to him, has a little discussion, plays it off, whatever. Then in the first half, there's a play where J- where Russ is standing out of bounds watching the game. You know, he's walking up the sideline. I'm not exactly sure why. I think he's walking to the coach, whatever, has a towel in his hand. And James drives down to the lane and flings a pass at Russ. And then seemingly gets pissed off at Russ. And Russ apologizes to him. Fuck no. Apologizes to him for launching this pass out of bounds at the player who's not playing. That's a James Harden problem. Listen, there might be other basketball players out here who listen, uh, who can say, nah, 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 Russ should be sitting down or something. Maybe that's true. But I'm not, I would would say my bad too, maybe if I was playing. But, you know, it's just credit to him being a good teammate. So, um, you know, the, the other the other takeaway about the Rockets defense is while they're small, they're like ball hawks. You know what I mean? They're just ball hawks. And we're like Joker will feast on them because if you ball hawk Joker, he makes the right pass every single time. You know, this is no this is no different than than uh, blitzing Tom Brady. All right. Yeah. You blitz Tom Brady and he will pick you apart every single time. Right. It's the same thing with Joker. Now, if you blitz Joel Embiid, yeah, this is going to work against Joe unless Joe, again, which we I've been asking for for a million years, is for Joe to attack off the catch. Catch the ball and attack. Catch it and go. Stop waiting. Don't make reads. Stop waiting. Just go. Uh, you can make reads turn pop, but sometimes just, 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 get, just get the bucket yourself. Just go get it. Against the Rockets, that's what's going to have to happen. Catch the ball, go, score. Do not wait. Don't make reads. Do not wait. They're going to hawk you. They're going to force you to turn the ball over. Um, and, and then when anyone just gets to the rim, they just swarm. They swarm anyone at the rim. I mean, it, it's it's really something to, to, to watch. It's like something to watch. It's like they know they're playing small, and they've all gotten more aggressive on defense, uh, except for James, who who's taking a step back on defense, even though he had one really, really good defensive play last night against Tatum, I think it was, where Tatum tried to take him. And it's funny watching this, because like every one of these guys legitimately are probably all good one-on-one defenders. Like, Put it this way, if they played any regular person, none of us are going to score a bucket on them. You know what I mean? But what makes James the bad defender is the stupid plays, especially in transition. There's one play where he, where he, uh, where he, where he faked, uh, where he, I'm sorry, where he tried to jump a pass that wasn't going to happen as Gordon Hayward was streaking down to the other side of the court. Uh, and uh, leads to an easy two. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, James, what are you doing? (laughs) What in the world are you doing here? Um, But, you know, that's James for you. That's James. That would be like on his theme song. You know what I mean? James being James. So, so yeah. Uh, Rockets are legit. I don't know how this is going to go in the playoffs. I can't imagine this is going to work in the playoffs. Uh, But who knows? We'll see. You know what I mean? You you play a playoff team. The team's gonna see you a bunch of times. Even if you if you take away the first two, if you win the first two games, is it's just gonna get old. And then they they play the the Clippers this week, and the Clippers have a lineup to fight this lineup. So um, I don't I don't know I, I don't know how that's gonna go for them. You know what I mean? The Clippers have a lineup for this if if need be. They have a line their own lineup of death. So uh, we'll see. But at least for for right now, it's working. Russ is playing incredible. Uh, good for him. Uh, again, you know, I, I've crapped on Russ many times, uh, you know, over the last year. And even when he won the MVP, I thought personally, I thought Kawhi should have won the MVP that year. 
Um, not that Russ didn't deserve it, you know, average the triple double and, you know, was, uh, kept that team afloat after KD left, but you know, whatever, uh, credit to Russ playing incredibly well, finishing everything. He's been a questionable finisher. Understand like the advanced advanced stats don't support him as a really great finisher at the rim. Uh, and he's kind of like blowing that away right now. You know what I mean? Over the last month, especially last two months, he's been killing it at the rim. So good for him. Um, you know, just good for him. You need a fuck you guy in the NBA. You, like everyone needs a bad guy. The Rockets are kind of the bad guys right now. Uh, there hasn't been a bad guy this year. You know what I mean? And they they are kind of them. Uh, so moving on, Lakers Pelicans last night. Good good game. Um, it's really incredible. You, you know, I don't take LeBron for granted. At least I don't think I do. I don't think a lot of people take him for granted necessarily. But it's really, really incredible to see him just decide like, like, like he sees Ion and decides, yeah, I am going to win this matchup today. Guys, guys, I will win this game for us. Please hang tight. I intend on winning. Uh, and then he goes and does it. You know what I mean? He goes and does it. And it's incredible. There was this one... Um, there was one uh, back and forth last night where Zion tries to take LeBron in the post, and and LeBron just just doesn't it just doesn't phase LeBron. Now listen, to put this in perspective, LeBron has been playing in the NBA almost as long as Zion has been alive. Zion, I think, is nineteen. LeBron is on year uh, seventeen right now, right? 16. Um, so yeah, he's been playing in the NBA almost as long as Zion's been alive. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be hard to score on LeBron when he decides you're not going to score on him. You know what I mean? He doesn't play defense like he used to, but it's not really a surprise that he stopped that from happening. And actually watching it, I was like, I don't think he's going to let Zion score here. And then like he came down and drills like a 30 footer at one point, just goes bonkers. I think he finished with 35, 12 and 13 without Anthony Davis playing. Um, and, and listen, credit to Zion, who also scores 35 last night on 12 or 16 shooting. The most impressive thing to me about Zion so far is I remember seeing him in college and seeing his college numbers and thinking like, oh, he went 12 for 13 today or he went 13 for 14. Oh, he went seven for nine today. Interesting. Uh, that's not going to happen in the league, except, yeah, it's continued in the league. He's still doing like incredibly efficient things. My only thing about Zion right now is his rebounding numbers are weird to me. Uh, he just doesn't grab enough rebounds. You know what I mean? Too many four rebounds, six rebound games at his size, his explosive ability, his strength. Uh, I would expect him to grab at least like seven, eight rebounds a game. Um, and yesterday finished with zero assists, which is weird because he's a good passer. So I don't know. Uh, they lose. Their guard plays a little suspect. I know uh, Lonzo finished with a 19-9-9. was also one for seven from three, though. Um, as much as he's reworked his shot, sometimes when I'm watching him, it looks like uh, if he gets a little too in the mix, a little off the ball, like doesn't have time, he he reverts. His three-point, his, his form kind of falls in between what he's working on doing to and in between what he's working on doing and what he used to do with his three-point shot. It, it kind of like he tries to resort to old habits sometimes. So he probably he needs some more work. Uh, he's still, you know, a great, great passer. I mean, just just makes that full-court pass to anybody who's running down. Whoever is running down the court, 
um, he's going to make that pass and get it get it to you. It, it's it's excellent to watch it. What LeBron does with with Anthony Davis, uh, what he's been doing this year, that full court pass, Lonzo has been doing with literally literally anybody that's on the court, <laughs> whoever is on the Pelicans. Uh, he just throws. I'm sure he he could throw that pass to Alvin Gentry right now um, and get a layup for him. So. Um, Drew though, like I love Drew Holiday. Don't get me wrong, but Drew really always to me when I watch him in these matchups. Sometimes he just shows why he's like the third guy. You know what I mean? He he just he can't be your second best player. Uh, he he can be your third best player probably if you're on a championship team. Uh, like if he's like the point guard of the Clippers, right? That's like his perfect. Um, that's his perfect role in my opinion. Um, I don't think him being the second best player on the team is enough. Um, he's like a low tier second best because like Paul George is the best second best player in the league. That is exactly what Paul George is. He is the best second banana in the league. Um, so, you know, in some respect to be saying Drew is in that same, uh, you know, inside that same category. I don't think so. I think Drew is, is probably like a level below that. Um, and yesterday showed no different. I just, you know, just not enough. Scored 11 points. I uh, took some questionable shots down the stretch. They just couldn't get a basket when the when the Lakers decided that they weren't going to score anymore. Uh, I think they they scored like two or three points. I don't know. In the last four minutes of the game it wasn't great. Um, you know, the, the Lakers just took off on them. And the Clippers, the, 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 it was a back and forth matchup. Like Pelicans go up five. Lakers come back. They go up five. Uh, and it was back and forth until the end of the game. And then the Lakers just locked down. And that was pretty much the end. But i um, got to say, man, Zion is the real deal. Uh, Zion, I, I apologize. I wasn't sure what you were in the NBA. You know what I mean? If I'm being real, I just wasn't sure. What are you going to be? Uh, and it doesn't even matter. I, I still don't know what he is. He's just fucking dominant. He just scores uh, at a high, high level. He does that weird walk he does. Like everything hurts and like his face is sad. Um, but then he comes and goes, you know, 10 for 11. So credit to Zion, man. That dude is is legit. It's going to be fun fun to watch. And like, I, I'll be honest with you. There were a couple plays he made yesterday when I was watching the game. And I've seen a good amount of Pelicans games uh, when, when they had Anthony Davis. I don't remember their fans. And I might be wrong here. I, I might be wrong. So don't get me wrong here. But I don't remember their fans cheering for AD like they cheer for Zion. Maybe it's because it's been a couple years. Obviously, last year was was a lost AD year. And the year before, like it was just weird for a while. But I don't ever remember the fans being like on AD's bandwagon. Like they believe in Zion right now. Um, they love that kid. You know what I mean? They love that kid. So uh, good for them, man. I, again, really hoping the Pelicans uh, make the make the the playoffs. Uh, JJ Redick has never missed a playoff series uh, in his career, uh, and is trying to keep that streak alive. He 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 put it on Zion earlier this year, so let's see if that happens, man. I think that'd be really cool to see. Um, other than that, uh, last couple notes: uh, Raptors Nuggets uh, last night, another big game. Nuggets handle business. It was somewhat close, but the Nuggets kind of maintained the lead throughout the game, and then they just take off at the end. Joker finishes with a obscene fucking stat line. 
better than his cholesterol, I'm sure. 23, 18, and 11. I'm sorry for that joke, by the way. He didn't deserve that. 23, 18, and 11. Um, just Joker being Joker. You know what I mean? Just, just It's just so fucking good. Fred Van Vliet didn't play last night, uh, presumably because of his child. Uh, I don't think that's the case, though, but he didn't play last night. Uh, would make a big difference. He's a big part of their scoring. They still scored 118 points, if I'm not mistaken. Um but, you know, the, a big piece of their scoring comes from, from Fred Van Fleet. Uh, and also, you know, just not only their scoring, but just their decision making on offense. Uh, you know, he's that combo guard who can get you, uh, you know, combo guard, he gets you a few assists. And him and Lowry playing together has become like a real thing. So, um, Ananobi scores 32, has a career night yesterday. Man, OG is good, man. Like, OG is good. I remember watching him last year and just thinking, man, he might be as strong as Kawhi. That's the only thing I thought about him. Uh, and now he's, he's just, man, shows like some offensive talent. He's like, like the poorest, poorest man's Kawhi, you know, like Malcolm Brogdon is a poor man's Kawhi is a very poor man's Kawhi. And then OG is a poor man's Malcolm Brogdon or something like that, even though complete different positions, completely different players. Malcolm Brogdon is a playmaker. OG is not that, but, uh, but just looks like now looks more in control in offense than he did. He used to look so raw. Um, and credit to this the, to the Raptors development staff like they just fucking take raw guys I God forbid they took Ben Simmons if they took Ben Ben would be Steph by next year he'd be six foot ten Steph Curry he'd be Kevin Durant all of a sudden better better passer um so credit to their coaching staff and their development staff they just know how to churn these guys out and OG is no different man OG looks good man they just they just look set up for a while. Like they just look like, like I don't think they care about free agents. You know what I mean? I really truly believe they don't care about free agents. They just they're just thinking if these guys continue to to develop, we're gonna be fine. You know? So fuck my life. Like damn, that that it's almost depressing. Like anyway, yeah. So Raptors lose though. They lose, which is important. Whatever it doesn't matter to us. We're not gonna catch up to them, but they lost. Uh, Milwaukee wins. Uh, oh, Przingis had a huge game last night, 38 and 13. Seth Curry's been playing really well, really carrying the mental for Steph. Uh, I'm sure, uh, never mind, I was going to make a joke in regards to Steph Curry's uh, lewd pictures that have come out over the last year, but I will keep those jokes to myself. Uh, and yeah, so nice. It was a fun weekend in the NBA, as always. Uh, Sixers got the Lakers tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I think, uh, this week I'll probably start this series of things I want to do where I watch one game of a team that is not the Sixers on six on games where the Sixers do not play. I'm sorry, on nights where Sixers don't play. I'm going to watch one random basketball game. And in fact, if you guys have any suggestions out there on a basketball game, you'd like me to watch again, on a night when the Sixers don't play. Actually, even if the Sixers do play, I can watch it the next day uh, on League Pass. Uh, and I will break down that team, things that I see that that team does. Uh, I will make it hilarious as I am wont to do. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Everybody keep it real. Be safe out there. It is Monday. The weather is going to be nice-ish uh, until Friday or so. So yeah, have fun. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. You-